Um, I am Lamar with 5280 Esports, and this is the Behind the Games uh, podcast show. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm here today with a special guest. Uh, we have Anthony Castro, who goes by Castro Do Games. He is actually the esports coach here in Colorado at North High School um, in Denver. Thank you, Anthony, so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. So um, for all of our listeners, um, why don't we give them a short little intro, um, kind of a little background of who you are, kind of what you do, um, just to get an idea of a um, little bit about yourself. Okay. Like he said, I am Anthony Castro, a.k.a. Castro Do Games. I am one of the coaches at, at North High School. Um, just a gamer ever since I was probably, I don't know, five, six years old. Been doing it ever since. Love it. If I could do it for a living, I would. Um, work with my family at a Mexican restaurant. I do that part-time, full-time. I guess full-time since I'm doing this half half the time. Um, what else? I don't know. <laughs> Not really good with uh, talking about myself, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, well, that's awesome because I've never had uh, – we haven't had an esports coach on here yet, yet for high school, which is great. I'm super excited to have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess – Growing up, um, did you always grow up here in Colorado? Yes. And you've obviously been a gamer. Um, so I guess maybe give us a little bit of backstory of how you got to maybe your interest and then how you got into the position that you're at um, now. Okay. So I want to blame my uncles because they had all like the consoles growing up. So I was always at my grandma's house where they live, PlayStation, Nintendo, all the Nintendo, Sega, Genesis, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, playing Madden, gosh, I don't know what Madden it was. Maybe not Madden '92. Started with that Street Fighter, Tekken, some of the racing games. Um, I started with Call of Duty back in 2009. I believe it was mm-hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. After that, I just fell into the whole line of it and play that now with Fortnite and everything else. Um, the way I got my coaching job was. I think I was watching a YouTube video and an ad popped up to uh, what is it? Sportsmanagementworldwide.com. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up because I was thinking of doing soccer because they had soccer, but they had the, the business of esports. So I got my certificate in that. Then after I was done, it was only like an eight week course or something like that, maybe a six week. Um, after that, I contacted some high schools. Some of them replied. Some of them didn't. So I went with my first choice, and they're like, yeah, let's meet up. I met up with them, talked to two of the coaches, and they fell in love with me, and you know, the rest is history. Wow. So you were able to, um, you said, like, kind of intern there? Or, like, how did you get uh, connected with them? I emailed the athletic director that mm-hmm. he sent my email to Jeremy, which is the head coach of it and the one that helped started it. Mm-hmm. And we just went for like a lunch, talked and yeah, I'm still there. This is my second year doing it. Wow. So it was it like a new program, a brand new program that they had and you just kind of reached out to them? Yes and no. So he started it with another guy that was working with him. He's an mm-hmm. IT guy too. Uh, so they both were ITs. They started it. Uh, the other guy left. Then COVID hit, so he couldn't really do you know esports. Mm-hmm. Um, then 2020, 2021, when school was back in session, um, I contacted him. 
then yeah we've just been doing it for two years went to playoffs both years and the district has a tournament that, that they're going to be doing it twice a year mm-hmm. one fall one spring and we won the fall season for oh, nice. uh, mario kart cool i think yeah um the i think with colorado right esports just became part of the chassa curriculum is that right Back in 2019 yes okay so it's pretty fresh it's still yeah. new so are a lot of um are a lot of schools in the colorado um kind of building out their esports department or is it still taking some time it's taking some time because some kids want to play certain titles that are not chassa related mm-hmm um so we follow play versus i'm not sure if you know too much about play versus is that like a uh, platform yeah so okay. it's an online platform that we follow they have um nine titles they just added valorant two days ago mm-hmm. but some schools are not gonna allow it because it's a rated m mm. so it's it's hit and miss with some schools i think there's about i want to say close to 100 and something schools that are in chassa mm-hmm. especially with the uh, what is it cherry creek they have one of the biggest programs in colorado right now mm-hmm. they have over 115 students wow yeah and we only have like 15 to 20 students right yeah. now <laughs> well it's growing it's gonna take time like i i've been talking to some schools and they don't even have their departments set up yet but um I guess, you know, for people listening, if they wanted to get involved, I'm assuming they keep an eye on when the school is going to start getting that department kind of built up and then reach out and start um, maybe networking or getting involved and then hopefully have a position available. Yeah. So right now, I don't think there's any coaches that are getting paid mm. through, uh, because Chasa doesn't, um, they don't consider it as a sport, so like an official sport. Mm-hmm. It's activity for them. So like cheerleading, debate, uh, chess, all that's activity. And we're trying to do it where it's kind of a sport, but an activity at the same time. If you could do both, I'm not sure if Chester can and have all the coaches get paid. Okay. So right now it's kind of like a volunteer then. Yeah. So there's no funding for it. All the stuff that, you know, people have is either a small funding from the, the school itself or the coaches pay out of pocket. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, Anthony, if you want to just back up team, because when you get close now, it's a little too loud. <laughs> there we go. That's like, that's, that's good. Sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, you're good. Uh, or it's more like when you get loud, it like pops. But uh, anyway, so um, that's, yeah, that that's a great thing. Cause I was looking and high school is different than collegiate getting into, yes. I feel like, and high school is now starting to get established, I hope, or thanks to what it sounds like. Um, I hope too, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so if, if people wanted to, like let's say kids in school and they don't have um, an esports department, they don't have anything coming up, esports club. Mm-hmm. How would you advise them going about getting something set up? Find your favorite teacher and ask them. Mm. Uh, a lot of them will just do video game clubs, and that could turn into esports. Um, talk to your principal, any of your principals, the athletic director, or somebody high up that could help you with it. Mm. So you just kind of reach out to someone and see if you can start a club. And then yeah. from there, if you can build the community, then they can start looking into maybe getting that into like staffing and, and into a program. Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's um. I never knew that because me growing up, we didn't have 
we had the traditional clubs, but there was no esports or anything yeah. tech related. <laughs> yeah, because I went to Arvada <clears throat> High School in Arvada, mm-hmm. and pretty much a block away there was a cyber cafe, so mm-hmm. that had all a bunch of computers, and we would go sometimes after school if we can, if we had money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> For all the younger people listening, land centers were man, those are fun. You'd go to this fun. like cafe with like hundred PCs or something. You go pay a fee, and then you'd came. You had, they had all these preloaded games, and you would just play for hours. Yeah, <laughs> I did that when I was young when I didn't have a PC. Yeah, I did that too. I, I had only PlayStation going up, so it yeah. was fun. So, as someone as an esports coach, what is your kind of day to day look like? What does your schedule look like? How do you, you know, fit that into your life? What does something like that look like? Um, so there's really no like day to day schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly after school. So I, I'm not working at the school because mm-hmm. I work with my family at a Mexican restaurant. So mm-hmm. when I'm over there for lunch, they could go in, practice for a little bit or just play and have fun. Then after school, usually school's out at like 3.30. The studies mm-hmm. on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, are, they get let out at 1. Mm-hmm. So it's usually for about two hours. Tuesday is a little bit longer because, you know, they get out earlier. So we just practice. We could practice online, practice with each other do like uh tournaments inside and just you know, just try to have fun that's what me and my other coach are trying to do just have the kids sit down with them talk to them have fun with them um practice answer any questions that they have so just... do you have to like build out a curriculum like a like you know someone like say for a football or basketball coach where they have kind of like a game plan on whether it's practice game day um tournaments do you have to have some sort of like plan a curriculum or practice or something scheduled out um kind of it's kind of a little hard to because a lot of students just want to get in and play mm-hmm. so even if we have a plan sometimes we'll follow it for like 10 15 minutes then we're just like all right you know screw it just go have fun <laughs> just just play and it'll it'll be practice <laughs> yeah so right now it's our off season our mm-hmm. uh regular season doesn't start till february 6th i think okay. that's a tuesday um but yeah we just go online type uh, we go to play versus and they give us our schedule for that week who we're playing against it's usually for like smash brothers and uh what is it smash brothers only on wednesdays thursdays is rocket league and uh mario kart so those are the three games that we have so far mm-hmm. we're trying to have play versus get fortnite because we have a lot of students trying to get fortnite we mm-hmm. tell them if you want to come in and play, that's fine, but we can't have like tournaments mm-hmm. just yet. So, how many games do you guys have that you compete in? Then, uh, we try to do Splatoon during the winter or in the fall. That didn't work out. Uh, we try to do Overwatch. That didn't work out as well. League of Legends fell out. Uh, we had one Mario Kart team. We had four Smash Brothers. But one of them couldn't play, so we had to get rid of one of the teams, and we have Rocket League. And so, do you um, did they fall out because you didn't have enough players, or because there was no events? Um, the student couldn't go. Hmm. It wasn't fair to the other two that were in that same team, but they joined. Uh, they were on the bench for the other Smash, but they also joined uh, Mario Kart. Hmm. So then, uh, when like who puts, I guess, the teams together or and how do you figure out p- 
people to join? Like, you know, do they have tryouts? Do you guys, how do you guys assemble your teams? How do you set up team like coaches and stuff? So for uh, Smash Brothers, because we have so many of them, we mm-hmm. did tryouts. Then we did a in-game or in-house tournament to see who's on A team, B team, C team, and D team. Uh, so the top players were on A team and so on. Oh, okay, so kind of like a traditional sports team. Yeah. We have like varsity JV and stuff and mm-hmm. C team. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so I guess do you have? Is it all ages? Like you know, freshman all the way up to senior, or yes. is there a minimum age? No, all grades. Okay, and all and, grades. Uh, and they have to sign. They have to take a permission slip home, and both parents or one parent and student has to sign it. Hmm, so okay. they can. So the parents can know what they're doing after school. So like they won't be calling them or calling the school mm-hmm. and trying to figure out where they're at. Okay. So how does it, with you being in a you know position where you're involved into at least the high school level, yeah. how does your outlook, how, what is your outlook on the esports community in Colorado and, you know, maybe nationwide or at least in the high school level and coming up from there? Honestly, I think Colorado could do better. Um, because it seems like there's a little communication between Chassa and the school administration and the coaches. Mm-hmm. So if all of us get together in one room, talk about it, and we're all in the same place, I think Colorado could go far. Uh, nationwide, I think there's, I think Atlanta, New York, I wanna say California, somebody, someone on the East Coast, maybe Seattle. They're doing it well. Whatever they're doing, they're, you know, they're top notch right now. What what is it that if you don't know what they're doing, why are they doing? Why do you think they're doing better? Um, I think there's. Or what is it that they're doing? I think the state or the city is talking to all the schools, asking them what they want to do, how they want to do it, and if they need any like any backing, like money or more coaching or you know stuff like that. Colorado seems like oh it's just esports it's going to fall off in like a, another year or two so not we re- not too worried about it and if it does so, fall off scoop it under the rug so the the schools are getting support from the city and and from public yeah. funding and stuff mm-hmm. gotcha and Colorado here yeah i kind of feel the same way where they brush off they don't really take this seriously they don't see that it could be a, an extracurricular that can really help the students yeah of course and like with most of the shooting games like you know call of duty uh, Fortnite, Overwatch, Valorant. I think Colorado's trying to push that off because it's Colorado, and we had so many school shootings. And uh, what's that one? The movie theater one. Mm-hmm. So I think Colorado's still scared of stuff like that. Hmm. Because that's what I've noticed. Yeah, c- continue. Oh, because uh, you know how there was a study, I think '90s, early 2000s, that uh, if you play video games, it's going to rot in your brain and it's going to turn to violence and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a study, and I could show you the article later, um, that um, shooting games does not affect your brain or do mass shootings. So there's no study behind that. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with like when they try to do with Elvis. Oh, his mu- music is bad. Don't listen to him. You're going to fall into depression or whatever. No, it's not going to happen. It's just the upper heads saying stuff like that. So the parents could just worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's an easy out for people to blame. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a, they're big stigma, I think. And yeah. I think with it entering the curriculum, 
do you feel like it will help the stigma or at least like help um, not regulate it, but help structure it where it does become a benefit to the players like a sport does, right? You, you know, with the team building, coaching, yeah. um, development, all of those different aspects of a traditional sport. I think if you get the right people behind it, it'll benefit every school and every student. Because mm-hmm. I have a student right now that broke his uh, knee or something, something of his leg, and he couldn't play, so he joined esports. And he's having a time of his life right now. Mm-hmm. I have another student that, you know, was in her, were in their shell, and just before winter break, just broke out of her shell, mm-hmm. and just you know having fun. That's what esports is all about. Just going and having fun. There's no mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah, there might be some arguments here and there, but it's all about you know making friends, having fun, and just building a legacy. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of events? I mean, do you guys host events at your school within your school, and then do you host like events outside, like for community? Anything no, like? um, not yet. So, okay. when we play, it's all online. It's mm-hmm. all in school. But when we go down to the finals the local host host it and we go there hmm. uh we did have we host the district-wide esports tournament and it was it was north uh, mount Bello cec it's an early community college and tj thomas jefferson was there oh, and cool. most so the other three uh, <clears throat> i think it was five i might missing one I can't remember. Uh, so the other schools are not in play versus yet. They wanted to be, so they just came out and just you know uh, did a tournament, had fun, and be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna you know make this into an esport instead of just a club. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So, and you guys, I I think I may have seen you guys at Localhost. That was um, this year, or I guess last year, right? Yeah, um, the... my school wasn't. Yeah, my school wasn't there, but there was a bunch okay. of other schools that were there. Yeah, we checked it. We went there and it was, that was such a fun event. Yeah. <laughs> so I did you, uh, um, did you guys go or did you attend that um, esports coaching training? I think there was. Oh, in uh, Aurora. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think it was in Aurora. Yeah, me and my coach did. Okay. So what was that like? You know, what is, you know, for people wanting to get into like the coaching side or the staff side, how is that? How does that, f- Um, Your experience with management and schools and the support. It went well, but so they had a representative from Chassa and I forgot his name and a representative from play versus. Um, And so we broke off to play versus it seemed like just the roof blew off and everybody was attacking that person from play versus saying that this is bad. We need to change this and we need to change that. But when we were all in a group, it went well. So everybody was friendly. Everybody was talking um, how to better the sport and what else do we need to do. So mm-hmm. I think it was more beneficial than non. But I know there's, I think there's another one that's going to come up soon. And mm-hmm. hopefully that one comes out better than the, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it just takes a little more events for everyone to get. Yeah. And, and it is especially like the first one because we just got out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So if COVID wasn't around, then it would have been 2019 it was like the official start instead of like what, a year and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So 
how how are you guys like do you see any sort of like pipeline that you guys are setting up or high schools are setting up for the younger kids coming in, you know, from middle school and elementary school, or is there any, any expansion into the middle school and elementary school? So to my Free knowledge, sports? there is no uh, pipeline. <clears throat> hmm. I want to have uh, middle schools with esports or even a game club mm-hmm. and they could, you know, pursue it into high school and to colleges. We are in talks with, um, CSU. So we know some of them. And mm. one of the players at CSU, he's a League of Legends player. He graduated from North. So it was easier oh, for cool. him to come down and talk to the students. Um, and he even says like they don't even have a space for themselves to practice or even do the tournaments. Most mm. of them are doing out of like the library or their dorm rooms. Wow. <laughs> and even the high schools, they don't they don't even have like their own little room. So, oh, so they, they don't have a dedicated space. They don't. <clears throat> so with you being in new territory then, right? New mm-hmm. new departments, new um new curriculum, new new yep. into the schools. What are some of the challenges that you've you've run into trying to build the program up? Um fighting students, talking to admin on mm-hmm. certain things that we want to do, finding a room inside the school. And I think just finding the students is probably one of the biggest ones. So like the students know you have it, right? They know you have the program. It's just, they don't, what is the challenge? Is it that they don't want? Yeah. So we print out flyers and we spent, I think 30 minutes to an hour, walk around the whole school, posting flyers and talking to some of the uh, teachers. Mm -hmm. It's just when, you know, when you talk to somebody that age and you say, Oh, I play video games. They look at you like you play video games still. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go outside and like kick the ball or throw the ball around, go play some hoops or something. So there's still that stigma that they're trying not to say, Oh, I play video games at school on the team. It's competitive. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that students are afraid of. They're afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe being, being singled out as like a nerd or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it was back in the day. Oh, you yeah. Really- high school's, High school's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid going in back to uh, high school. I mean, it's gained a lot of, I mean, in the, in the since COVID, but yeah, gaming and esports has become, has shifted so much, I feel like, in the mm-hmm. past however many years to where it's it's almost mainstream now, right? Yeah. You look at like anime and, and different nerd cultures and they've, they've grown so much since yeah. when I was in high school where that was weird. You would be a weirdo if you were express any interest in that. <laughs> right. So I don't but, know when you graduated, but I graduated in 05 and it was super weird to talk stuff like that. Yeah. Say, oh, so I, the, like this, I like Dragon Ball Z still and whatever else was popular at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, same thing. And it's like, it's great to see that needle being moved, keep progressing and, and for hopefully people yeah. to be confident and wanting to compete. Um, I mean, do you guys um, like what successes then do you guys see from when you've started till now? Uh, getting more students. So with the football player that broke his knee, he had was it I think three or four other friends that came with them. So mm-hmm. if you have friends that are in the same space and they want to join, they're just going to join because, you know, why not? Why not play video games at school without getting yelled at by your parents? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I think with winning the tournament from the district, mm-hmm. um, that email was sent out to 
I think parents as well with staff members. Mm-hmm. So with other staff members seeing that, they're like, okay, why can't we do that if they did that? Mm-hmm. Parents are like, okay, that's cool. Um, you always play video games here at home. Why not try out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a shout out to all the students listening and all the younger people. <laughs> go and yeah, don't be afraid. Go and go talk to someone so you can start your e clubs or your esports club. Because yeah. <laughs> I totally would have if I, if that opportunity was there back then. Right, I would too. And I'm sure you know to be the head of that would be fun, even as a student. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. the gaming culture is just like I said, it's blown up since then. Yeah, because we're in the world west right now, so we don't know mm-hmm. what to do. We're just you know throwing a dart in the dark and seeing if it lands in the middle. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can, hopefully, you know, something comes about it. Yeah. So, I mean, have you, um, is there preparation going through your program for them? Cause I feel like collegiate has shown a lot more support than maybe the high school level, Yeah. but is there any sort of pipeline from your program? Like let's say programs like you're in up yeah. into collegiate. Um, not that I know of, but if, you know somebody in a certain college like we do in uh, CSU mm-hmm. um, in Metro. If you know them, just you know, talk to their players or talk to their coaches, staff members, and see what you need to do to send your kids to that school. Because in mm-hmm. Colorado, there is no colleges or universities that have scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the biggest one? There is a website called stayplugged.in.com or .gg. Mm-hmm. If you're a student, you could sign up and post whatever video game you uh, you play, and you get scouted from certain amount of um, universities in college. Boise is one of the good ones, and University of Southern California. I forgot which one it was in California. Mm-hmm. Those who are one of the biggest ones in the nation right now for that stuff. And they have at least, I think it's, I don't remember the number, but there is over $22 million in scholarships for esports right now. Wow. So those are some of the main schools that you would Mm -hmm. suggest kids go look at if they want to get scholarships for esports? Yeah, because um, Northern Colorado in Mm -hmm. Greeley, they had an esports program. And last year, they, for whatever reason, they just let it go. So there's no Mm -hmm. esports program up there anymore. Uh, Boulder. CSU, uh, CSU, Metro, and I think and Air Force has them. So all the branches, all f- six branches of the military, they have their own esports as well. That's right. I've seen, um, yeah. I think the Navy was at, one, uh, at Locos, they have an event there or yeah. something. And um, that's a good one, yeah. That all the branches have them. I, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> well, I, didn't, cool. I didn't know about that too. And I, so I, I looked up some and like, oh, all branches of the military. Yeah. So yeah. people who are in any of those branches, they can go and, and get on the team or at least apply to be on the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, what um, is it like, I guess the challenge, right, is that I'm trying to figure out is, is there, right? Obviously there's demand for esports yes. in Colorado. Now, is the supply, what's the supply problem? Is it events or is it, um, like, I'm just having a hard time figuring out why why there's not a growth as in programs and events and, you know, on, at least on a school level. I think it's because of the backing from um, the state itself. Um, 
actually maybe not the state. I think it's just the school itself. Because some schools just, don't want to have it. It's just the stigma that that, that they don't yeah. want it. Because mm -hmm. I, I, for like colleges, I don't think it's beneficial for them because they're not m making that money. Like, uh, let's see, what's a small sport? Like but soccer. to have an extracurricular program, would that be a selling point to go to that school for college? Yeah, especially if you're doing something within like <clears throat> computer science, graphic design, uh, video game design, any of that mm -hmm. stuff. So if you get a scholarship for that and play esports, that's that's a big hit because you could get a job quickly from any uh, organizations that's out there. Mm. So, so that could be it, a pipeline for working for an organization. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, why are schools not focusing, you know, at least putting some effort into bringing some sort of scholarship fund yeah. there so that way it could be a selling point for their schools like a MIT or something. Yeah. Um, the, I guess the next question I had was, um, well, I just lost it, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the, I guess the state that it's in now, mm -hmm. where do you see the future of it going? I mean, do you, is there any sort of like near future that you, that you can see, you know, whether it's your program or schools or Chasa or the support? Or anything in the long term future? Where do you where do you kind of see the well, esports? So all the above, I want it to just to grow, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that probably there's, I want to say thirty percent of high schools that have it in Colorado. I want to see that jump up to sixty or ninety percent within the next year to two years. Mm -hmm. um, more like local news, newspapers, anybody that has a big outing, social media, if they could cover it. Mm -hmm and put more light onto it, then I think it could grow rapidly. Like, it's like, just like a song, you know, if you have a, a good hit song, it, that's just going to go up because people like it. They could use it in movies. They could use it as a TikTok video or a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it could just go viral. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want for esports. For my program, I want to get more students, not just uh, male, but female or all genders. Mm -hmm. all types of life coming in because I think still like the girls or the non-binary people, they are still scared to join because of who they are. And with esports and myself and my coach, like we don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're good at gaming or if you want to play and get better, just join. Nobody's yeah. going to you. Cause when we were at Metro, we were doing a pop-up event there and yeah. we were doing some promoting marketing for locals the um there was a lot of girl gamers mm -hmm. that came up and talked to us and, and a lot more than i had thought yeah. and and i think there's even more of a stigma for girls to get into gaming than even guys yeah <laughs> and in, especially in high school right like you said yep. guy, if you already know going to high school there's that stigma for guys imagine for the girls <laughs> it's yeah. even that much harder for them to join yeah definitely <laughs> and it's one of the only i was actually talking this earlier there's only one sport where a it doesn't it's not as much as your physical attributes right like if you're going mm -hmm. football maybe it's a lot harder for to see a girl playing whereas in esports it might be a little bit easier for them to get in or something i don't know yeah. <laughs> just spitballing yeah because how many how many females play uh, like the tr traditional uh, traditional sports like uh football mm -hmm. it's probably like one in every two three years and they're mostly a kicker Mm -hmm. You don't see somebody else doing stuff like that. Yeah. So if you could change that stigma, then hopefully 
all walks of life could just come and, you know, try out. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's a great point. I think that's something that is one of the main um, obstacles in high school is the stigma yeah. around it on both ends from the students and from the, the older management and staff. Yeah. And plus your parents, if your parents are not like you and I, then they're not going to know about it. And they're going to be like, they're just going to talk yeah. down to you. That's true. You won't have much support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might've played video games for a little bit. Then they got out and like, yeah. Games and I'm like, <laughs> so, so you as esports coach in high school, I don't, I'm sure maybe you have some, some hot takes on, on anything. Is there any hot takes or any kind of controversial topics that you have viewpoints on that you'd like to share? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure if i'm allowed to <laughs> you can go for it <laughs> um i think it's just the older generation that's because a lot of the older generations are in um chassa or as a principal athletic directors or the higher ups that is keeping us from actually doing <clears throat> sorry is uh keep keeping us back from doing what we want to do like we don't mm -hmm. have a space where, so it's the library, but it's upstairs balcony that has like a computer lab. That's our space right now. Mm. Um, it's fine, but when we, the kids get loud, it just echoes right over the balcony into the yeah. library. So if we could have a space and they allow us to, then I think. It would legitimize you a little bit more, you know? Yes. Cause we have jerseys, we have stickers, um, we have pins, shirts. Like, and is that that's all funded by you guys, right? Not by the school. Yeah. Is, uh, okay. Well, so North has a I don't know if it's a class, but well, they have somebody inside that could print their own shirts, mm, and we okay. use that. So we pay them to do our shirts, but everything else is like either we get it from Amazon, um, off the internet somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I found like our logo. I talked, uh, got it off Fiverr, and I only pay like one hundred and thirty-five for. Like letterheads, two different designs. Although I told him how to, like to make it, and we had to remake it because the controller was backwards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, I guess, do you have? I mean, I, I, unless you want, unless there's anything else, Chad. Was there any other kind of um, helpful tips or helpful maybe um, you know words of wisdom that you would have for? Whether it's students or you know other maybe people and faculty that want to look into maybe building up their department or, or getting involved. So if you're a staff member of any school, uh, you could contact me. You can find me on Twitter or yeah, Twitter Casual Do Games. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I could give you a link to our Discord. So Colorado has their own esports Discord for any oh, yeah. of the coaches. Even even if you um, are thinking about it, you could just jump in and you know. Mm -hmm. talk i think there's you, over yeah i was like can you drop in the chat for everyone yeah if you can if not um maybe they can reach out to you and and um and get that discord yeah so it's colorado esports coaches chat that's what it is on a discord but i think you have to get a link to it mm, and invite yeah do you guys at your program do you so you have players do you do any other um I guess like um, practice almost. So like at South Suburban, right? They have uh, a program for people who want to be shopcasters, or they have other aspects of the esports industry, right? So you have production, you have game um, competitive competition, 
um, there's different aspects to it. So do you have any other um, opportunities for kids there that maybe don't want to game, but they want to do production side or the streaming or the shoutcasting? So when they find out that we have a program of esports, um, and we when we give them the permission slip, I, we ask them like, "Are you trying to just play and enjoy, or are you trying to compete, join a team? Do you want to do uh, like streaming or shoutcasting?" Some of them would just say, "I just want to play, or I want to mm-hmm. join a team." But we also we also put that into their mind that yeah, we could stream. We haven't done it yet, but we want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe for the next uh, esports district esports tournament, we should have somebody come and stream it for us because I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I could talk to them about like how to stream because I'm kind of a streamer mm-hmm. and been watching a lot of streams and a lot of YouTubes on how to stream. So we could teach them stuff like that. Um, it's just not always always about playing video games. We just try to you know. Mm-hmm. If they have a bad day, just talk to them, you know, you know what's going on. Can we help you with anything? Yeah, because I think that's another great opportunity for schools to look at, like not just in competing, but there's to- there's, you know, tons of different categories within esports on the production side from streaming yeah. to uh, managing, you know, the overlays, everything to mm-hmm. shoutcasting. And I, and I think shoutcasting has really really gain some traction where there's a lot of people looking for work or yeah. looking to learn and and find the basics on even how to start it so i have one player that's going to cc community college just like mm-hmm. five minutes away 10 minutes away walking and mm-hmm. he's doing graphic uh, uh video game design and that's he said he wants to do that and follow that and he also plays mario kart and smash mm-hmm. i was like if you're going to do that you know you just got to keep on that and don't let your dreams fall out you know that you um how was that saying don't don't let your dreams be dreams mm-hmm. i said that to everybody don't let your dreams be dreams because as soon as you let your dreams go you're doing something else mm-hmm. not what you want not what you love to do i have another student that could be a streamer because he's hilarious mm-hmm. he could work the room just like that i have maybe one or two other players that could be a shout caster and i'm telling i've been trying to talk to him like hey you should try this they're like yeah i know but my voice or i don't know certain moves or how to do it correctly i'm just like just try it yeah and there is a discord for people who are wanting to get into shout casting mm-hmm. um i'll drop the link okay but i i don't have the time ahead but it's a really good resource because there's um people it's like um people who are looking for shout casters yeah. people who are looking for work as shoutcasters and then in between of people training, people starting out, people want experience. So okay. it's a really good, really good place. And it's local to Colorado and, and I'm assuming other states have them, but so local to Colorado. So it's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I think Colorado's behind a lot of uh, other states like California, mm-hmm. New York, Florida, Texas, especially Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas has a big hub of just esports itself. It's so crazy. Like almost every team that's out there is in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they play from there. They just do everything from there. Yeah, I agree. So switching gears, um, I think we've gotten a lot of good information. Um, mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else you want to add that you didn't touch on. Um, no, not. I think not yeah, head. I think we got through a lot of really good information on the high school side um, and, and how it is running a program, kind of your inputs and your experience from there. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Um, switching gears a little bit, just you know, kind of as we start to wrap up. Um, yeah what you know 
with you being gamer, what is kind of your favorite games you've played growing up, or at least up, you know, any time of all time? What's of your all top time? three games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about my top three games, but my top three genres, if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Racing, fighting, and uh, shooting games. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I that's that's a good list. <laughs> I grew up with uh, racing, shooting, and fighting. Actually, the same. I think that's oh, really? what <laughs> that's what. So the older gen, you know, grew up with. Yeah, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Um, was it Marvel versus Capcom? That's one of my mm-hmm. top threes right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should. Um, we, you know, we'll definitely have you back on in the future because we'd love to follow up, um, find yeah. out how it's going. I would um, love to come back. We'll find out, you know, find how your program's going, like, you know, throughout the year, see if there's any updates, um, what events you guys have going on, any kind of things you want to help um, promote or boost. Um, but I don't know. Any other questions you had before we start wrapping up or anything you want to say? Um, no, but thank you for having me on. And I am trying to get a podcast just kind of similar to yours. Okay. So when I have that, I want to have you on there. Is that yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because I started totally, uh, you know, 180 from here. I was doing yeah. events and esports, um, you know, tournaments, and then I shifted gears with personal yeah. life stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just trying to build a resource for everyone. So, and anyone right. can reach out to you, right? So, I'm assuming yeah. you are Casho Do Games on Twitter and all your socials. They can reach out to you if they have any questions, if yeah. they need help starting their own programs, any insights, anything else they wanted to ask you that I didn't get to ask you, feel free to yeah, reach out um, to them. Yeah, or if you want to hit, shoot me an email, it's CashoDoGames at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have any questions or if you wanted to get um, networked and start mm-hmm. yeah, your own, own um, program at your school, I think that'd be great. So do you do a lot of shoutcasting as well? No, I um, I try... I, Got thrown into one uh, okay. at one of my tournaments. One of my yeah. shoutcasters uh, showed up with one, okay. and his partner couldn't come, so I kind of stepped in. And uh, man, that's a whole different animal. I don't think <laughs> I don't know if I could do that because you got to like, entertain. Either. You got to yeah. entertain. You got to know the game. You got to uh, be exciting. You, there's there's so you have to be so multifaceted that it, I think it'd be tough. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure with practice, and if you have a good co-host, you could you know bounce off each other, make it go. But it's it's yeah. it's a it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you need that good connection between the co-hosts. Yeah, and, and for anyone that can do it, man, props to them because I had Juggle God on here and he's amazing. Oh, yeah, he's probably one. one of the best, man. If you've seen him in action, he's awesome. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you so much for hopping on, Anthony. I really appreciate you me. taking the time um, and and giving us some of your insights. And yes, we'll love to have you back on. I'll be on your show for sure. Anyone can reach out to you um, at Cash Show Do Games. Until next time, everyone. Um, we will see you back here on Behind the Game with 5280 Sports. I'm Lamar. Thank you guys so much for listening. And you can stay on. <laughs>